Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. I interview elite entrepreneurs and I thank you for joining us. This show is dedicated to helping you turn your vision into reality. And today, we're going to discuss one belief away with Tim Schur. And I believe this is going to be a life changer for you. Please share this with your friends that you want to help. They'll appreciate it. And if you like what I'm doing, please rate my show at TonyDURSO.com slash review. And if you're watching this on video, would you kindly subscribe, like, On Rumble, you got to hit that plus sign. That's the like sign. And comment. I thank you kindly in advance. Now, we're going to discuss one belief away with Tim Schur. Tim Schur has advanced degrees in psychology. And get this, he's a multi-award winning hypnotist. He facilitated 15,000 hypnosis sessions over the last 30 years. And he discovered how to quickly eliminate insecurity, anxiety, and self-sabotage. We're going to talk a little bit about this. And also want to mention, he's an award-winning leadership speaker. He's helped corporate clients earn millions in annual revenue using the method we're going to talk about here in this interview called the One Belief Away Method. And he's been featured on, are you ready? ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox News, TEDx, and the Tony D'Urso Show. He's also the founder of the Legend Summit and host of the popular How to Be Mesmerizing podcast. You guys got to check that out. Let's find out more and bring them on. Hi, Tim. Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Tony, it is so good to be with you today. Thanks so much for having me on your show. The honor is mine. We're all sitting here. We're pumped. One belief away. This is simple. This is not the 27,000 principles to get somewhere or the 15 of that or the 32,000 of this. It's just one. But I know we're going to fill this episode and really drill down into it. To educate our audience a little bit more on who you are, we'd love to know, how did it all start for you, Tim? What is your backstory? Well, when I was 12 years old, I was um, at home and the phone rang and I picked up the phone and I, and I said, hello. And there was a woman on the other end and she sounded frantic. And she said, honey, find your mom. There's been an accident. You see, my dad worked at a steel mill. And while he was an electrician and while he was working on one of those big electrical panels, someone turned it on and it blew up and burnt my dad really bad and his buddy Bill and third degree burns on most of his body. And and I didn't see my dad for the next several months. He was fighting for his life in Loyola burn unit and um, he made it. The good news is that he made it scars and all. Uh, I always say my dad had a bunch of scars on the outside. We all had a bunch of scars on the inside. Right, something shifted in my brain, and instead of playing life to win, I was always playing not to lose because I was just waiting for the next bad thing to happen. Because the you know the life can just pull that rug out from underneath you at any moment, and you're not safe. And I started forming all these beliefs. Now I didn't know that was happening, but I was forming all these unconscious beliefs that caused me to feel not safe. Right, and it created all kinds of anxiety and worries and fears and. Then, of course, I coped with them in ways that created more frustration and, and pain and, and self-sabotage. And so when uh, I got older, I went to school for psychology. I figured maybe I can 
figure me out, right? Good luck. And so um, uh, the psychology was interesting, but that really wasn't what turned it for me. What turned things around is one of the guest speakers that came in was a hypnotist. And I didn't know anything about hypnosis. And he asked for a volunteer. And I was like, yeah, I'll cluck like a chicken, you know. And, and so, uh, so I remember going in front of the class, which made me nervous. And I closed my eyes and he was talking to him. And I felt very relaxed and at ease. And then all of a sudden, this feeling of calm and peace, it just washed over me. And I realized in that moment, Tony, that that knot that I always walked around with in my stomach disappeared just for a little while. It was gone. And I'm like, what is this all about? And so I got hooked on it. I ended up finding a school uh, that taught hypnosis and I went to school for psychology. And then on the side, I was taking hypnosis classes and certifications, learning how to figure out what this amazing tool was. And it teaches you how to use the power of your mind to create your life by design. And so now you fast forward 32 years, uh, almost three decades, I've been not only eliminating my own insecurities and replacing it with calm and confidence and inner peace. But I've helped tens of thousands of people to do the same. And I've learned how to unlock the magic and the power that's inside of all of us. It's not the hypnosis or even the one belief away method. The magic, Tony, is inside of you. It's inside of me. It's inside of all of us. And now I'm spending the rest of my life teaching people how to use this magic they have. And I have a few questions on that, Tim. And just before I do, because you've spent such a long part of your life doing this and working this, I'm always curious. We always love to know what's the overriding purpose? Why do you do what you do? What's the motivation here? My personal mission statement is to help eliminate needless emotional suffering. That's it. If I can help someone eliminate needless emotional suffering, we're human beings. We're going to experience pain. There's no way around it. However, so much of the suffering that we experience, the anxiety, the fear, the self-doubt, the imposter syndrome, the procrastination, all of that, the fear of rejection, the bad habits that we have, all of that is needless suffering. We don't have to go through it. In fact, the thing that I've heard so many times from clients, it's kind of bittersweet. They all say, I wish I met you 20 years ago because I wouldn't have had to go through all of this pain if I just knew how to use this power that was inside of me. And so that's why I do it. I know how horrible it is to feel anxious, to wake up in the middle of the night in pure dread, not being able to sleep because you're afraid that things aren't going to work out or you're not going to be good enough to figure it out you know, and the panic that that has and, you know, the traumas that people go through. I call them big T and little T traumas. And uh, we all go through them at some point and being able to break free from them so that you can enjoy your present and create prosperity in your future and instead of being stuck in your past. Tim, I'm very impressed by some of this. And I had a hypnotist on the show not too long ago. And he talked about something which I had never heard. I'm not a hypnotist. I've never been in it and was never interested for whatever reason. But I've interviewed people and spoken to many who are hypnotists. And he said to hypnotize someone, you have to get them in this certain state of mind. And that state of mind is called theta. And I'm wondering, because I don't know the rest of the process and what you're doing, is what you're doing with your method, is this bringing people into that type of a state of mind? so that they can control themselves. I know this is kind of maybe a little off topic, but I just kind of wanted to know how that plays into your, your one belief away. 
It's a great question. Uh, I don't think that's necessary. So, of course, lots of people have lots of ideas about what hypnosis is and what it isn't and what's necessary and what isn't. And many people think that hypnosis is like a magical state of mind that you get into, like a, an alpha, a lower alpha or a theta brainwave state, right? That if you're in this magical state of mind, then you can just tell people what you want them to believe. And then when they open their eyes, they're suddenly going to act that way and feel that way. And that's not really what it is. So, of course, when you get someone into a more relaxed, open, suggestible state of mind, they do respond to suggestions more easily. You'll see that when you use hypnosis for the entertainment side of it, when people get on stage and they're acting all goofy. But you got to remember, first, they volunteered to do that. They knew what they were supposed to do, which is why they volunteered. And the goofier they act, the more of, you know, positive reinforcement they get in the form of applause and laughter. And so it's not just that the hypnotist can put you in a theta state and then cause you to do whatever they want. That's what Hollywood and those Vegas shows make it look like, but that is not the case. I don't think we need to be in any kind of magical state. I think the hypnosis is uh, a, a peaceful state of mind that we all can access. It's what you do in that state of mind that matters more than anything else. When you're upgrading beliefs, when you are making new neuro associations, so you're associating pleasure and comfort to behaviors that you want to engage in, so your brain naturally moves you in that direction. You associate pain and discomfort to behaviors that have been causing pain and discomfort in your life, so that you tend to move away from those behaviors. So the other cool thing about hypnosis is because you're working with your unconscious mind, you've got your conscious, which controls willpower and logic, and you've got your unconscious mind, which controls your habits, and houses your beliefs, right? That's the more powerful part of you because if you can access your beliefs and upgrade them, it instantly updates how you feel and how you behave. So that's why a lot of times positive thinking or talk therapy doesn't work very well. It's like cutting the top off a weed. You got to get to the root and hypnosis allows you to get to the root of the problem. I really appreciate that very detailed answer, and this is interesting. The more I learn about hypnosis, the more it leads to wanting to know more and asking more questions. We'll leave that for another time, and I want to let the audience know that you can catch Tim at timsure.com. That's T-I-M. We know that word. S-H-U-R-R.com. There's two R's. Tim, let's get into your vision path and learn more about what you do in the One Belief Away Method. And right before that, perhaps, I think part of this is something called the Achiever Syndrome. Mm, yes. So I've been an entrepreneur and small business owner for the last 26 years, and I have a, a deep understanding of how stressful it can be, how much you have to grow as a person in order to manage the levels of uncertainty that come with working for yourself. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs or people that aren't entrepreneurs yet, they think, oh my goodness, I wouldn't have to do a nine to five job. I could work for myself. You're right. You don't do nine to five. You do, <laughs> you do uh, eight in the morning until, you know, two in the morning. <laughs> you know, it's a round the clock job that, that they don't tell you about. And so uh, I started to realize how much anxiety that produces. And then when I started coaching high performing entrepreneurs, I realized, wow, they're struggling with the same thing. One of the things that I noticed, Tony, is that as successful as we can be, a lot of that is driven by anxiety, right? A lot of that is, you know, like, for example, when 
we build this hamster wheel where we're going so fast all the time. We've got a million projects going on. It's so hard for us to uh, slow down because we're afraid that somehow if we stop and take a break, it's all going to come falling down on us, right? And so, or we have a hard time really drawing a line in the sand and focusing on one project because we're afraid we're going to miss out on some other opportunity. So we end up having 50 objects because we like those shiny things and it causes us to have a hard time either accomplishing our goals or creating greater prosperity because we're spread too thin. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about One Belief Away with Tim Schur. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. I'd like to tell you about Vidyard, V-I-D-Y-A-R-D. They're an easy-to-use yet powerful video solution that makes it simple to create videos, host them ad-free, share them with others, and track their performance. Whether you're recording a video for one person or sharing it with the world on your website, it's easy to manage your video content. Our solution is built for business with robust analytics integrations with top enterprise tools, and customization options that answer businesses' unique needs. Vidyard is sharing a free guide to help everyone master video. The complete guide to video production will help you produce incredible videos in-house and on a budget. Now you know email isn't dead, but it sure can be boring. Use Vidyard to record and send videos to connect with prospects, convert opportunities, and close deals. Put a face to your name with video. Record your face, your screen, or both for prospecting videos, follow-ups, product demos, and more. Upload or create videos and embed them into email campaigns, landing pages, and blog posts to generate and engage more sales-ready leads. Use interactive video elements and video personalization to boost viewer engagement, accelerate the buyer journey, and convert viewers into pipeline. Record your screen, webcam, or both. From product demos to customer testimonials to live stream Q&As, anyone can create their own videos in just a few clicks. Use video analytics to measure how each video impacts revenue and how they perform across your website, email marketing, prospecting campaigns, and more, all from one central dashboard. And it gets better. Sign up for Vidyard free today by going to vidyard.com slash Tony. And just like you guys, the team at Vidyard can't keep up with all these promo codes on podcasts, so they're making signing up as easy as possible. So no promo code needed. Just go to vidyard.com slash Tony to start using Vidyard completely free. And as a bonus, get their 2021 B2B Video Trends Guide. I'll spell that. V-I-D-Y-A-R-D dot com slash T-O-N-Y. All right, check it out and tell me how you like it. Vidyard.com slash Tony. You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. 
Today's show is One Belief Away with Tim Schur. And thanks for listening today. And you know there are many ways to listen to my show. I'm on Roku, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And an easy way is to go to TonyDurso.com slash podcast. You'll find every podcast on that page back to the beginning days when I first started as Revenue Chat Radio. For example, if you want to hear my interview with the queen of business law, Kelly Bagla, just put in Kelly in the search feature on that page and the interview with her will come up. If you know I've interviewed someone in the past, give it a try. All right. And now back to the chat with Tim. So I started noticing that entrepreneurs, most of them, even the most high functioning, most successful, legendary entrepreneurs have this underlying anxiety of still trying to prove themselves, still trying to feel like they're enough um, or they've done well financially, but they're still mistrusting in relationships or they've been married and divorced a couple of times or they still have imposter syndrome feeling like one of these days people are going to find out that they're not as cool as everybody thinks. And so I started focusing on helping entrepreneurs with that, just that. And it was amazing how not only their business grew, but their peace of mind, their happiness, their joy, their health improved, all kinds of good stuff came from it. Tim, one of the things that just flashed in my mind, which I've heard this only in California, I grew up in Chicago, but never heard it before. And there's this, maybe it's connected to the entertainment world. It's fake it till you make it. And I'm wondering, why should you have to fake anything? Just be yourself, do it. And then when you've got what you need to have, then you've got it. So why, why fake it and say, I own a, a castle in Bulgaria when I don't? Why, why say I'm a Golden Globe or an Academy Award winner when I'm not, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Why fake it? And that's part of this achiever syndrome. Is it because... We want people to think more of us than we really are. It gets confusing for me. Can you help me figure this out? Yeah, that's a marvelous question. I really like that question. So there's two thoughts that came to mind on this. First, people want that stuff a lot of times because they think that, yeah, if I have this, then you'll like me more, right? It is some level of proving ourselves so that we're enough. If I'm famous enough, rich enough, have enough you know, enough people know me or like me on social media that then finally I've, I've arrived, right? And so a lot of what I do is what you said, instead of trying to fake it, why don't you just be who you really are, have that authenticity, and then you don't really care so much about what other people are thinking, and you have a sense of peace, and that peace tends to attract all that stuff that you wanted to begin with. You know, there's this idea that I have that I've just noticed over the years that, you know, as as soon as you don't need something, that's when you get it. Like when I was younger and broke, nobody wanted to take me out for lunch. Now I got a little money. Everybody wants to take me out for lunch. (laughs) Like where were you when I was starving? (laughs) Right? Sell tickets. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when you chase something, it runs. So when you chase success, when you chase money, when you chase uh, love or validation, it seems to run away. So instead of chasing, we want to draw and attract it. And the way that we do that is by feeling like we're already enough. We already are abundant. We already uh, have a a sense of of, uh, prosperity in our lives. So the second piece of that, Tony, is that the idea of fake it till you make it or fake it till you become it is that the way your unconscious mind works is whatever image you have of yourself in your mind, your brain is going to try to match your outer reality with your inner reality. 
And so in the Jewish book, the Talmud, it says, you don't see the world as it is. You see the world as you are. So one of the uh, ideas that came out of uh, the prosperity laws and the law of attraction and the secret movie and all these amazing books that started really being written in the 1800s, where we talk about personal development and how to use your imagination. They all talk about hold what you want in your mind and speak with the future in your voice, right? So if you want, if you're 100 pounds overweight, uh, what you do is you tell yourself, I now weigh 180 pounds. Let's say you're 280. You tell yourself, I now weigh 180 pounds. And if I weighed 180 pounds right now, what kind of decisions would I make as far as what I eat or how I take care of my body? And then you start making decisions as a healthier person. You start imagining yourself um, in drinking more water and eating healthier and maybe going for a walk because that's what you would do at 180 pounds. And what will happen is your brain, because it has this image of you being 180 pounds, it will start to move you in that direction. It can boost your metabolism. It can increase your desire and cravings for healthier food. I mean, your brain's really amazing. It can cause you to do all kinds of things. If it can cause you to keep smoking when you have stage four lung cancer, it can cause you to get healthier too. And so the flip side of it is what most people experience. They lose 100 pounds, but they still have this image of themselves as a fat person. And then they end up gaining all that weight back. So if you hold a blueprint in your mind, then your unconscious mind will start to work towards making that happen, which is why, why a lot of hypnotists think that I got to get you in that magical state of mind and then plant this image in your mind. And then your mind will work 24 hours to help that to become your reality, which is why they say fake it till you become it. I love your answer. And this is why I believe so many people, the preponderance of people that lose weight, gain it all back. It is the most amazing thing because they've never put that reality into now. It, they're still overweight or, and their body, or their mind connects that and they just gain weight so fast. I've seen it over and over and over. They have to start saying in the present, I weigh 180. I am now 180. I am now slim, slender, or whatever, whatever that goal is. And, and I think this ties into the one belief away. So let's kind of introduce this. You recently released a book, which you're talking about now, the rest of this show, with Dr. Joe Vitale, another Paisan, whom I love to interview sometime. And the, the title of this book is One Belief Away, and the subtitle is How to Program Your Unconscious Mind or prosperity and inner peace. I absolutely love how that's all put together. Can you tell us what this book is all about? Thank you, Tony. Yes. So after providing thousands of sessions year after year after year after year, it became very obvious that if someone wanted to lose weight, for example, if I focused on telling them to eat fruits and veggies, drink more water and go for some walks, they already know that. They always would, my clients would always say, I know what to do. I just can't get myself to do it. I could write my own book on how to lose weight. Well, so what I did, well, let me tell you a story. So Kathleen came to see me and Kathleen was near 300 pounds. And she said, Tim, I've tried everything. Diets don't work for me. I cannot lose weight. It's impossible, especially now in my fifties. It's just not going to happen. So I was wondering if you could use hypnosis to make me a happy fat person. I just want to be happy. And then she started crying. So of course I knew that that's not what she wanted. She wanted to be a happy, thinner person, but she had no idea how. 
So I took her through the one belief away method, which basically the premise is that you are one belief away from having a huge breakthrough in your life. The most common beliefs that we have as human beings are, I'm not good enough. I won't be loved. I'll be rejected. I'll be abandoned. uh, I'll be humiliated. Right. But our core one is I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. And because I'm not enough, I won't be loved. So how do I get love? And then we develop all these dysfunctional coping strategies to try to get that love and feel like we're enough. So Kathleen had a belief that I'm not worthy of being loved. She had a really difficult relationship with her parents and her dad specifically, and she never felt like her dad loved her. And so she felt like I'm not lovable. And how can you really put care and time and attention into somebody that's not lovable? So no matter how hard she tried to diet, eventually she would quit and sabotage because her brain felt like I'm not lovable. I don't deserve this. And she would gain all the weight back. We upgraded the belief. I didn't have to talk about fruits and veggies. We upgraded the belief. I am worthy. I am lovable. I am loving myself now. And every day I'm going to focus on making me feel happy and loved. And that changed it. And 10 months later, she was down 154 pounds. And I talked to her. She lives in New York now. And uh, I just talked to her a little while ago. We stayed in touch. And uh, that was four years ago. And she's still at her, you know, um, I think she's a size six, (laughs) you know, and she's still feeling healthy and happy and confident. And every day she makes deposit into her health and happiness account. It's a, it's a way of showing self love. And that's, I have literally, I have a thousand stories just like that of people who felt like something was impossible and it became possible because we upgraded a belief. Now, I'm hearing the words coming out of your mouth. I'm hearing everything. I'm listening. I'm going, just upgrade the belief. So is it a matter of telling myself, Tony, you now weigh 180. You hear me? You know, I'm, I'm not trying to be silly, but I'm trying to get this like, And we have entrepreneurs, small business owners. We have uh, some corporate level executives. We have career-minded people. They're all looking to improve themselves. They listen to the show. And I understand it's it's simplicity, but how do we engage in that? There's probably a, a step in a procedure. Maybe this would be a good time to kind of lay that on us. Yes, I love your question. So... Yes, it's not just that you say you're now 180 because your mind immediately will, will your mind will immediately say, "No, I'm not. I'm lying. I'm full of crap. I'm delusional. I'm in denial. That ain't happening. Look at you. You're you're an idiot. You're not, right? That's what your mind will say." So, that's not how it is, right? This is the Tony D'Urso show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about One Belief Away with Tim Schur. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. You know, getting the care you need to stay healthy shouldn't be hard or expensive. Everyone should be able to afford their medications. Check out GoodRx. They help me find the lowest price on my prescriptions every time. With GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices for your prescription at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. Yeah, 80%. GoodRx is free and easy to use. And many times, it's often cheaper than using your insurance copay or Medicare. 
With GoodRx, you can find discounts for your prescriptions at over 70,000 pharmacies like CVS, Kroger, Walgreens, Rite Aid, Vons, Walmart, and more. GoodRx is the number one most downloaded medical app, and millions of Americans use GoodRx to get affordable health care every month. With family in the medical industry, I see how much some of these prescriptions cost. Now, how about saving up to 80%? That's more like it, right? I've been through their website, and this is something you need to check out to make it not only easier for you to get what you need, but to save the bucks as well. Did you know medication prices vary? One feature I love is that you can look up whatever you may be taking, and you can instantly see where you may be able to get it for much less. It's a no-brainer. Start saving up to 80% on your prescriptions today. Go to goodrx.com slash T-O-N-Y. That's goodrx.com slash T-O-N-Y. Goodrx.com slash Tony. Goodrx is not insurance, but can be used instead of insurance. In 2020, Goodrx users received an average savings of over 70% of retail prices. And I'll spell that for you. That's G-O-O-D, the letter R, the letter X, dot com slash T-O-N-Y. All right, check it out and tell me how you like it. GoodRx.com slash Tony. You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is One Belief Away with Tim Schur. When you get a moment, would you please rate my show on the podcast platform you use to listen to my shows? And if you don't see anything there, you can always go to TonyDurso.com slash review and drop a kind one. Thank you kindly. And now back to the chat with Tim. What you do, and that's why a lot of times hypnosis doesn't work. People will sometimes go to a hypnotist and say, well, it didn't work. You know, they told me I was going to throw up when I think about cigarettes and I went outside and lit up. And well, that just, that didn't work because that's not what it really is about. It's about upgrading beliefs. So what I do is people will have some kind of experience, usually an upsetting or traumatic experience. Most of the time it happens when we're kids because most of our foundational beliefs are formed by the time we're eight years old. And so Almost every single time when I take somebody back to the original event or situation that's most responsible for their fear, for their procrastination, for their uh, self-doubt, for their anxiety, whatever it is, they almost always go back to a time when they were a kid. Something happens with a parent, something happens with uh, a school teacher. You know, almost every form of public speaking is because somebody was embarrassed in front of a classroom, right? And so... What we do is we go back to the moment the belief was formed. It's not the experience that is, uh, the experiences are traumatic, but it's not the experience itself that causes the biggest problem. It's the belief that comes from that experience. So the late great Dr. Wayne Dyer used to say that if you get bit by a rattlesnake, a poisonous snake, oh, it hurts when you get bit, but that bite isn't what kills you. It's the venom that's left inside. And if you don't get the venom out, Tony, it paralyzes you. All right, and can lead to death. And so our beliefs are formed in these early childhood traumatic experiences. 
And those beliefs get stuck in our unconscious mind and get reinforced for decades. So something that happened to you when you're six years old, now you're 45 and you're struggling to take it to the next level in your business and there's no way your brain would make that connection. But it turns out that that's exactly what people keep going back to. Some belief of, I remember being seven years old and my dad, I asked for a screwdriver and I handed him the wrong tool and he looked at me and he said, you're an idiot. You never learn anything. And that got stuck in my brain. And now years later, I'm having disabilities and challenges learning and I feel like I can't take it to the next level and I don't know why. Well, it turns out because you have this belief in your head that you never learn anything or your dad didn't think you were cool enough. And if dad doesn't think I'm cool enough, then I can't be cool enough. Right. And so then I can't ever let myself have that level of success that I would like to enjoy. So this is 100 percent a fact that people are walking around. We are as adults, just a bunch of wounded kids that have these beliefs that are holding us back. Now, you have the ability to still succeed and achieve at a high level. Most of us have. um, But still, it messes up your relationship or it messes up your health or it messes up your money. You make a lot of money and then all of a sudden you lose a lot of money, <laughs> right? How does that happen? Uh, or it messes up your ability to lead others, right? And so when we go to that moment in time where that belief was formed and we rewrite the script, we go back and we change how you remember it or you go back as an adult and you empower yourself as a child, you know, as kids, we don't have much power, Tony, but as adults, we do. So we go back as the more wise part of ourselves and we step into that moment in time and we take care of that little boy or that little girl inside of us. We start giving that little kid love, acceptance, encouragement, support, compassion, and new insights and wisdom that we did not possess at that moment. We're able to go back and say, Dad was just having a bad day. He wasn't feeling good about himself. He took it out on you. It had nothing to do with you, right? And then all of a sudden, we're unlearning all that stuff. We're reparenting ourselves, and then we form a new belief. What's the new belief? The new belief is that I'm smart, and I can accomplish whatever I put my mind to. Now, if you take that new belief, Tony, and you apply that in your life, all of a sudden, when you switch from I'm not smart enough to be able to figure anything out to I am damn smart and I can accomplish anything I put my mind to, you're going to pay attention to a new set of information. You're going to behave in a new way. You're going to be more resilient, more self-disciplined, and you're going to be able to start making those bold moves that start creating new experiences and new references that reinforce your new belief. And that's how it works in a nutshell. (laughs) In a nutshell. And you know, for the audience, I want to give a testament to this. I've never tried the one belief away method. I didn't know about it until now, but I'm going to tell you it works. (laughs) And why I'm going to tell you it works is because I, while you were explaining this, I realized that I used it and I didn't even know it. I'm going to explain. I have been beleaguered with emails. I mean, I am pounded. I get probably a thousand requests a month to go on my show and I get so many responses and so many emails that I'm always behind. I always was behind. And I thought I had to eventually hire someone to handle my emails. And I went through multiple people trying to get my emails handled because there were just such a high volume. And teaching people how to take care of my emails, you know, it was just, oh, it's simple. You just do this and this and this. And it's like, you know, 15 minutes, it's done sort of thing. And I'm like, but I never wound up hiring someone because different things happened. But what's interesting is I wound up 
hey, it's simple. You just do this and this and this and it's this. Boom. I've got three emails unanswered for the whole day. It's just all, all these hundreds and huge amounts have just all waned down. Well, I handle them, but I handle them so fast. And while you're giving that explanation, I realized that I had a belief that it was untenable, that it was, it was just so much. And when I realized how simple it was, because to train someone, to get someone to handle this behemoth monster, you have to kind of, well, you know, it's really not that hard and it's very simple. And all of a sudden it just changes everything. So I used it without even knowing it. Yeah. Yeah. You're shifting your belief about it, right? Instead of it being this behemoth monster, you're shrinking it down. You know, you're handling it. It's fun because you're in demand. You're so successful. Your show is so well done that everybody wants to be a part of it. That's exciting, right? So instead of feeling like we've got all this stress and angst and frustration, you just kind of shrank it down, shifted your belief. I got this. You know, I got this. <laughs> and you take a couple breaths through your nose, you slow back down and you handle it. Now you could hire somebody else if you wanted to, and it could be easy to teach them as well, right? Because there was another belief in there that, oh, it's going to be so hard and so difficult. I got to train someone else and it takes all that time and all that extra effort, right? There's always beliefs in there, but it can be easy to train some as, someone as well. Once you realize that your mind is kind of like a magic wand, and you start to learn how to grant these wishes for yourself, then it becomes really exciting because you can shift how you feel about anything. As mentioned, we have a lot of business people listening to this, you know, and yes, thank you for the people do like the show and I'm very, very pleased. And we want to know if you can help us better understand maybe are there common beliefs that most people have that we can just shred the pieces now? Are there the five things that sabotage you all the time, are there any sort of things that you can kind of go over and maybe um, uplift us on? Yeah. So that reminds me of um, my buddy, Joe. So Joe came in, I always think of my clients as my buddies, <laughs> right? And so, so my friend, uh, Joe came to see me, oh, I don't know, maybe five years ago and uh, maybe longer. I don't know. A lot of times when I start working with somebody, we end up staying connected in some way for years. And so Joe was a struggling salesman and he just did not have his confidence and he was very smart, very caring. He really was a great guy, but he had no self-confidence. He just felt like he was not good enough. He felt like um, he couldn't lean in and really take a stand for his clients or his customers because he didn't want to come across pushy, right? He was um, uh, timid, even though he would know the right things to do, he would hold back and he wouldn't use his voice because... Uh, he didn't want anybody else to feel like they were wrong or bad. And, and so he was just leaving money on the table and really not providing a, a valuable service to his customer. As, and it reflected in his income. And so uh, we started shifting his beliefs and getting him to, to start to feel like I'm amazing. I am good enough. I'm worthy. I'm powerful. And I started telling him, Joe, you're a, you're a million dollar sales professional. You're a million dollar sales professional. Right. And we kept putting that in his mind. And he said, no, Tim, I'm a multi-million dollar sales professional. And then we started laughing, right, because he was getting it. And he started feeling more confident and more secure and happier. And, and he started making bold moves. And um, the following year, and then for the next two years after that, he crushed every sales record 
that his company had. I mean, he, he had, he just crushed them. He showed up at my office one day with three sales trophies of number one, this, number one, this, number one, this, you know, three, he's sitting there. I have a picture of it. I put on my website. He's sitting there holding these trophies, you know, and for three years in a row, he was the top selling sales professional and he closed millions of dollars in sales and became a multi-million dollar sales professional. And it didn't start by just, you know, training him on sales skills, although I have done a lot of sales skills training and rapport and listening and teaching neurolinguistic programming techniques and stuff like that, which are the foundation of a lot of sales programs. But we really focused on his beliefs. And that is what turned everything around. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about One Belief Away with Tim Schur. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You're listening to The Tony D'Urso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is One Belief Away with Tim Schur. Here's a shout out to our friends and family as they are some of the most important people in the world. We all make it with the help of these valuable people in our lives. Take a look through some of your best friends and share this show with anyone you think would be helped by it. Thanks for sharing. And now back to the chat with Tim. I've worked with big companies and Fortune 500 companies. I've done lots of keynotes and, and helped people. Uh, you know, as one company doubled their employee satisfaction survey scores. Another company went from 75 million to 136 million in five years uh, doing the trainings and these uh, monthly leadership programs that I was providing. And I was just literally just upgrading beliefs all day long. First in the leadership teams, then in the sales department, and then everywhere. And uh, it's just spectacular. There is no faster way to uh, increase performance, uh, elevate trust, or improve your communication and self-awareness than to upgrade human beliefs. I know that there's like a five-step strategy. Can you give us that as well on that? And kind of, I'm really starting to track with this and I'm thinking like, how do I apply this? How do I put this in place? Yeah, good. I'm glad. That's what this is all about. So yeah, there's a five-step, one belief away process that you can use. And uh, so let's go through them real quick. So step one is start with the feeling that you have that, that it's uncomfortable, right? The, the painful feeling that you're having, whether it's stress or frustration or anxiety, or you're just feeling overwhelmed or procrastinating, whatever the feeling is, start with the feeling and then ask yourself, what would I have to believe in order to feel this feeling? What would I have to believe, right? What would I have to think, right? And, and try to go deep with it. So you might ask yourself that question a bunch of times. Like, all right, the pandemic hit. I was had my business is now turned upside down. We're scrambling to go online. We've lost a bunch of money. We're trying to figure out how to keep our employees on the payroll. Or now we have a remote workforce and 
we have all kinds of pressure trying to figure out how to keep everybody you know, rallied and together when we all are working from home. And so I'm feeling this pressure and well, what do I have to believe? Well, I have to believe that, um, you know, it's not going to work out or we're going to have a hard time or I'm going to end up, you know, we're going to lose people or I'm going to end up uh, not hitting my numbers. Well, what would I have to believe if I think I'm not going to hit my numbers that I don't know that I'm not going to be able to smart and be smart enough to figure this out. And if you keep digging, Tony, it keeps coming back to I'm afraid that I'm not going to I'm not going to be enough. Right. I'm not going to be smart enough or connected enough or clever enough or have enough energy or I'm getting too old for this or, you know, what I'm, I don't know enough about technology. Whatever fear it is, it ends up feeling like I'm not going to be able to measure up. OK, well, number step two, then, is where'd that come from? Where'd you get that idea? Because you weren't born with it. Right. And usually it didn't come from us. Usually we picked it up when we were kids. We just don't think about it that way. Right. So. You know, whose attention did you want more, mom or dad's? I, you, I'm sure you probably wanted both, but there's usually one parent that you wanted that attention from a little bit more, often because you probably didn't get it or get it in the way that you wanted it. Well, that often sets us up to feeling like we're not enough or that we didn't get the approval that we wanted or how come I wasn't good enough for my parent to just to want to be this way for me. And so it sets that fear and that doubt in our unconscious mind. So once we start to realize that that came from outside of us, that didn't originate inside of me. You know, I, my dad didn't think that I was enough. And so I felt that way, or my dad didn't feel good about and good enough about himself. So now I end up, you know, feeling like it was my fault. You know, you'll hear kids say that when their parents got divorced, they think it's, it's my fault that my parents divorced when it's not the kid's fault, it's the adult's fault. Right. So, um, so when we go through this, you ask yourself, what would I have to believe And then where did that come from? And then ask yourself question number three, which is, what would I rather believe instead? Well, if I could believe anything, because remember, well, let me ask you this, Tony, is a belief an opinion or a fact? A belief is only an opinion. It is not a fact. You're exactly right. Beliefs are opinions and opinions can change and you can choose your own opinion anytime you want. And so that's when people start to realize I never thought of it that way. Well, what would you want to believe? Well, I want to believe that I am enough and we are going to figure this out and we are going to get through this and everything is going to be okay and we're going to find a way. And I'm like a cat. No matter how high you throw me in the air, I always land on my feet, (laughs) right? And so, which reminds me of a story of why I asked Joe Vitale to to help write this book with me. So I'll tell you that next uh, if you want to hear it. But, um, But we ask ourselves, so question number three is what would I want to believe instead? And then four and five, you know, number four would be, all right, if I already, if I felt, felt this new belief now, let's just say I have this belief that I always land on my feet. We are going to find a way. We are going to make it happen. What's a bold move that I could make that would really take me to the next level? What's a bold move that I could make? You know, not just get my to-do list done, but who could I call or what could I do or what kind of, kind of conversation could I have that would really move the needle? push down the big domino, which knocks all the other dominoes down, right? When you start thinking about that, then all of a sudden you start prioritizing and you start focusing on high value priorities, right? And so, uh, so that will help you to start to get clear on what you should do next, uh, having that new confidence inside how you want to direct it. And then step number five is once you get clear on what your new target is, go hit it, right? Act. Go take action, put it into play. And so we start with the yucky feeling, 
We understand why it's there. Then we upgrade the belief that goes with it. And then this next step is once we're in a more resourceful state of mind, then what kind of bold move would we make? And then step five is go make that move. Go take that action. If you're not sure what bold move you should make, where are you resisting? Your biggest breakthroughs are hidden in the places you don't want to go. So if you're procrastinating or putting off something, that's probably where you should go next. And when you do, boom, breakthroughs happen. You brought on Dr. Joe Vitale into helping you write the book. And there was a very important reason. And I'd love to hear why. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. So it was, it was a very clear moment for me because I already wanted to write the book. I already knew exactly what I wanted to do with this. Um, but it was talking a little bit about prosperity and, and I was struggling a little bit, you know, I was as a motivational speaker, a, a leadership speaker, uh, all of a sudden all my keynotes disappeared because of the pandemic. I mean, they still really haven't come back yet. Uh, I've got a few this fall. I've done virtual programs, but as far as getting groups together and having speakers come in, that hasn't regained uh, momentum yet. And so, uh, you know, it was, it was a big hit financially and I was feeling sorry for myself one day with Joe. I didn't realize I was feeling sorry for myself. I was interviewing him and I said, hey, Joe, do you ever think that some people are just luckier than others? And he said, well, Tim, he says, there's a lot of victimhood in that question. And I was like, oh my gosh, no way. I can't be being a, you know, having a pity party for myself again after all this. I wrote the book, Get Out of Your Way. I can't be sitting here having these, <laughs> you know, feeling sorry for myself. But he called me on it. And I'm like, yep, you're right. And, uh, and, and then the second thing he said really blew me away. He says, how about this? He says, let's say there are some really lucky people out there in the world. Like whatever they do, it just works for them. Why don't you decide that you're one of those lucky people and just be one? And I was like, what? That was amazing to me. I'm like, wow, I never thought of that before. So that was my new belief, right? I'm a lucky person. No matter what happens, I turn lead, it turns to gold. It doesn't matter what I do, it works out. All right, step number four, what's my bold move? What do I want to do right, with that? And I had this idea of putting together a legend summit where all the people that I grew up listening to their audio cassette tapes and my Walkman, <laughs> you know, and listen to all these Dennis Waitley and Brian Tracy and Les Brown and, you know, Bob Proctor and all these amazing people. Wouldn't it be amazing if I got them to have conversations with each other and then we could listen in, you know, and have like a whole bunch of them and put it together. And, uh, and I wanted to call it the Legend Summit because they're all legends, right? And I thought, all right, what's a bold move that I can make? Well, I got to call somebody right? I got to call one of them. And my first, my first thought was, they're not going to want to talk to you. Why would they want to talk to you? <laughs> you know, how are you going to help them? They're already rich and successful and well-known. And how are you good? Because I always think add value first, right? Don't ask for a favor, ask for or provide some kind of value first. And so, you know, I thought, well, I'll figure it out because I'm lucky. So it's going to work out. And I called Les Brown and we hit it off. And uh, it was amazing. We've talked like every day that week, you know, and he asked me for a favor for a couple of things that he was doing. And I was shocked. I'm like, Les Brown's asking me for help. Right. And, and so I did that stuff and got it to him immediately. And he was like freaked out. He's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And so fast. And what do I owe you? And I'm like, nothing, right? You're amazing. You're my hero. And, and he's like, that's amazing. And what can I do for you? And I said, can you introduce me to Brian Tracy? And he said, yes. <laughs> and boom, 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 boom. 
right? And so uh, I knew that Joe had to uh, help me write the last couple of chapters in that book because, you know, he's 15 years older. He's been down the road a little farther than me. And, you know, instead of faking it till I make it, I just wanted to have that authentic mentor uh, help finish the book. And that's how it went down. As they say out here in California, you grew some cojones and you just, you just did it. You just made it happen, which is really you just blow away that, that belief and just say, you know, that's it. Enough. Sometimes you just yell at it. Get out of my way. I got something <laughs> to do. But I'm sure, that that, I'm sure that that's not the strategy, but maybe that's the Italian strategy. <laughs> Sometimes you got to get tough. But, you know, I, I do know, Tim, that you have a 60-second strategy to eliminate anxiety. Let's get the stopwatch going. I want to know what is the strategy, please. All right, I'm going to just take you through it then. So if you ever start to feel anxious, I want you to start by taking a couple of breaths in through your nose, down to your belly, slowly exhale. When you breathe in through your nose and you slowly breathe out and you do it five times in a row, it activates your relaxation response in your brain. It will start to slow you down naturally, even if you did nothing else. Then I want you to imagine that your anxiety is like a ball of energy that's in your chest and it's moving in a certain direction. I want you to notice what direction that energy is moving in. Is it going left to right or right to left or head over heels? Once you notice what direction it's going in, it also has a color. So notice what kind of color that feeling of anxiety or overwhelm or pressure has. Okay, red, black, whatever it may be. So give that a movement and a feeling. What I liked about what you just said, which is a really fast takeaway, is you do it five times because you always hear, take a deep breath, take a deep breath. But you said, do it five times and pay attention. Pay attention to, is it moving to the left or right? What color is it? Start almost communicating with it. And that totally changes the whole thing. Yes. Well, that's the half of it, right? So when you breathe, when they say take a breath, people breathe through their mouth. It's very upper chest. doesn't do nothing. Right? That's why smoking doesn't relax people because they're doing it through their mouth, right? So when you breathe through your nose and you do it five times in a row, it literally activates your relaxation response. and gives you a little dopamine hit. So let me finish this activity for those who might be feeling that anxiety. So you imagine that energy and it's like a ball and it's spinning left to right maybe and it's red. Let's just say that, okay? You imagine popping it out of you and then turning the power off and watching that spinning energy slow all the way down to a stop. Like when you turn off your switch on your uh, ceiling fan and it comes to a rest and every ceiling fan has a little light switch. If you move that switch and you turn the power back on, it starts to move in the opposite direction. That's what I want you to do with that energy. Imagine that it's spinning really quickly. You slow it down and then start to rotate it in the opposite direction. When you rotate it in the opposite direction, imagine that it begins to unwind, relax and release and it starts to change the color. Maybe it goes from... Uh, from red to a blue or a green or a purple, or maybe it just starts to become more clear. Imagine it's moving in this new direction and it makes you feel relaxed and peaceful and at ease. And it's got that new color that represents calm and peace. And then bring that energy back into your body. Now, when you do that, one, you've taken a pit stop. You know, we talked about, I live in Indianapolis. We've got the Indy 500. We've got these million dollar race cars that are built for speed and to zip around that track. But if they don't take pit stops, they don't finish the race. And as high performing people, we have to take pit stops. It's not a luxury. It's a necessity or we won't attain our goals and finish the race in the way that we want to. So you're stopping, you're breathing. Like you said, you're paying attention. 
you're going within. And what you're doing is you're talking to the feeling that you have and you're changing how you experience it. You're changing how it moves or how where you're feeling it or what color it is. It's called shifting submodalities. When you change how your brain experiences information, it changes how you feel. You know, if you imagine the movie Jaws on a big, you know, um, IMAX theater with Dolby 3D sound and it's dun, 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 dun. That's one feeling. If you watch Jaws on an Apple Watch and there's no sound, it's just a little shark. (laughs) It's a totally different feeling because you changed how you're experiencing it. So without using positive thinking, we can change how we feel just by imagining things in a different way. And so uh, power breathing and shifting how you're feeling is a simple little exercise that I've used a million times to help people uh, stop anxiety in 60 seconds or less. If you don't take a pit stop, you don't finish the race. I absolutely love that. We all need to take a break sometimes, and it's very important to get refreshed, reinvigorated, re-energized so that we can finish the race. If you're doing all these techniques and your fire alarm is not turning off, it's because your brain still thinks that you're in some kind of danger. And, you know, when you go through that book, you'll know how to finally have a sense of peace. And if you're having, you know, extreme uh, challenges with that, then just reach out to our office and, and I'll help you disconnect it and stand in your power. Tim, it's been a blast. I really, really enjoyed it. I want to thank you so much. And thank you for writing the book and sharing it with us. We really appreciate it. And I can't wait to dig in and, and hear back what the audience thinks of it. Uh, thank you so much, Tony. It's such an honor and a treat to be with you today. Hey, fellow entrepreneurs, thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision to reality. I really hope this was as inspiring for you as it was for me to do this interview. We talked about one belief away with Tim Schur. I learned so much. We talked about, well, what's it, achiever syndrome? We talked about the mindset, the unconscious mind. We talked about the hypnotic mind or being in a hypnotic state called theta. We talked about the book, One Belief Away with Dr. Joe Vitale. And the subtitle of that book is How to Program Your Unconscious Mind for Prosperity and Inner Peace. We talked about some of the most common unconscious beliefs that sabotage entrepreneurs, and small business owners today. And he gave us the five-step strategy for busting through limitations. And he gave us the 60-second flat way to eliminate anxiety. So please tell us how you use this information in your business or your career. Does it give you any new ideas for anything? Does it stimulate you to take some action? Please share and tell us about it. And remember this, grab hold of your vision what you want to do, where you're going to go, what you're going to be, decide you're going to either start something great or take things to another level. You know this, you have to decide first. It always starts with a decision. And you can get my book, The Vision Map, to help you along the process. The ebook is at tonydurso.com slash books. I built everything I did sustainably in just a few years. And I wrote up the vision map as my guide to help me do it. I didn't have Tim Shore as a friend back then to help me through my limiting beliefs, but I still did it in a couple of years. And please consider supporting the show with a nice review. Just give me a rate. Did I do well? I sure hope so. Go to TonyDurso.com slash review. And your friends are going to appreciate this. If you know somebody whom you believe 
would be helped by this. Please share. This is what friends are for. Tell your friends and say, hey, Joe, Sam, Timmy, Phyllis, Catherine, this is the stuff. Check this out. Help your friends. Please share. And if you're watching this on Rumble or any other video platform, would you kindly subscribe and like on Rumble? You got to hit that plus sign and comment. All right, guys, let's help you move on your journey to success. Thanks. And remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds, and join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.